The emu with the torch up its ass. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> Is that a Christmas thing? No. Okay. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Planes that they're and police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm the Belschnickel. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> so anyway, how are you guys doing? Doing all right. I've got a bit of a, a chest congestion. Uh, do you really? Yeah. I, little, I feel fine, but... little little raspy? <clears throat> yeah, or? so part, oh, okay. you'll have to pardon me on this episode if I sound a little shittier than usual. Oh, I'm sure. Somebody will pardon you. I'm positive. <laughs> well, you could welcome to my life when I came home, you know, the, what my wife told me. She's like, hey, um, I got something to tell you. I'm like, oh, okay. I had a flattened penny fall into my gear shifter knob thing. Um, is that going to be a problem? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Isn't a penny already <laughs> flat? So, well, this is one of those ones you go through the machine, ah. and it has a little logo on it. I don't know where she got it from. A anyway. penny's a flat circle. Yeah. Well, so we'll find out if she can just only drive in neutral and reverse all the time. Oh. Then, the, then it might pose to be a problem. The new vehicle? No, the old one. Or the, her Toyota, basically. Yeah. Well, Still fun. Th- thoughts and prayers. <laughs> That's what I do. I go, well, <laughs> Godspeed. Have yeah. fun with that one. That's I'm cool. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> doing good old there, schlop schlinger, whatever you said. The bell schnickel. The, the bell schnickel. You seem to have it. It rolls off your tongue, actually. Yeah. Amongst other things. That sounds like, like a that sounds like a Yuletide uh, ghost legend or Christmas legend. It's something like that. A bell schnickel? Yeah. Oh, speaking of Yuletide, we are in Christmas season, are we? Yes, we well, are. Well, it's like what next Thursday? It's coming next, close. It's yep, it's Christmas. coming close. Can't yeah. wait for it to be over. So it is Christmas. Although I will say that uh, we celebrate Christmas a little bit differently, I guess, or at least I do. I don't even cel- I don't even celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, we're we're gonna try <laughs> to on this one. Um, we are gonna do our own little Christmas thing. So um, we decided to kind of, I guess, we'll cover some of Christmas with the whole Santa thing. But there's other things way before Santa that I think we're going to go down the wormhole with. I thought Santa was the the very beginning. Well, for us. I thought Santa gave birth to Christmas through Immaculate Conception. That's disgusting. I think that is what happened. Is that how it is? Shane, you're going to have to regale me with... (laughs) Regale with the the note of Christmas. (laughs) Well, what are you guys doing? Are you doing anything for Christmas or no? Like you're I hanging, legitimately right? don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, at all? No. Oh, well, I'm an asshole. All right. I, I mean, you're not an asshole. I just. <laughs> well, I asked. He's just bah humbug. I'm just it's tired funny. of Christmas, right. and I don't do anything. I don't buy anyone gifts. I don't I, expect gifts. But thank you for the you. gifts you bought so, me. Yeah, that, that was, was very, very nice. Man. Unexpected. Now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> they were all lumps of coal, dude. It was no big deal. Uh, so. I bah humbugged the fuck out of my coworkers. 
the other day. It was pretty fun. Did um, you really? Yeah. Every year they have like a fucking Santa come so you can do pictures. And oh, they're always like, let's take bullshit. a team picture. And I'm Barf. always like, this is fucking stupid. I'm in my 40s. I just want to work and go home. <laughs> can and, you not try to make work fun for me? But now that now that I've seen this Krampus stuff pop up, I'm like, I like Isn't that interesting? I'm like, I like that. That's something I could get behind. Yeah. I think if I was going to decorate my house or something, I just put up big some big scary thing. Well, after Josh's little story, I was gonna. I got something else I want to regale you guys with. Well, we I uh, well I uh, I went down to take the team picture, <laughs> and oh, I yeah. and I like uh, was like, well, fuck this! If you're forcing me to participate, and just stood there with my arms crossed scowling <laughs> for every picture yeah. and then a couple days later we had a white elephant gift party and i fucking hate those i think they're such a waste of time like yeah they just, are you know what karen just go buy yourself a fucking 15 dollar gift card to chili's and leave me the fuck alone mm-hmm. but, jesus christ dude so <laughs> god damn i declined the invitation like I three times you. i want to see you i want to see you in the office wanna see yeah, right it's over, over my knee yeah i want to see yeah. josh in the office setting <laughs> So uh, I didn't go, but uh, one of my coworkers like zoomed in on the picture of me scowling with my arms folded, and like <laughs> cut that out and framed it, and like that was her. That white was a white elephant. Gift. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that so is pretty good. I'm glad like, how it all played out. Yeah, for I was you. like, oh, I guess I was there. <laughs> that is hilarious. Has anybody ever said do you got the case of the Mondays, Josh? Like every day. Not that are still living. <laughs> Touche. I'll never say that to you again. No, nah, man. Hell no. Rick, you can get your ass kicked for saying something yeah. like that. No, right. I. Yeah. Don't cross fucking Josh's path. Do not. Who's Josh? He's that guy over there stabbing Santa. Don't go anywhere near him. <laughs> fucking. Now, we did a uh, Thanksgiving Day Turkey Day race at the company, which I helped kind of set up and for the food bank, Utah Food Bank. It was cool. That's good. Um, and then we had a coworker who came as Mrs. Claus, and she forced her husband, well, Mike Purdue, actually, that you guys know. He was actually a Santa Claus. Oh, he was Santa. And huh? they came in this whole thing, and I sat on his lap. I, a little awkward. Talked about the first thing hot. that popped up. Yeah, we did not. I got off there real quick because it was coming. I knew it. But it was so neat. It was good for the kitties. The kitties like the whole candy canes and everything yeah, else. So, you're just a big old you know. softy. If, if, I had really ki- nice. if I had kids, I would definitely celebrate it and try and make it fun for That's the how kids. I got sucked like, into it. But I don't have kids, so like I don't need to pretend to like right. do Christmas for anybody. Right. Right. I would teach all the kids all the weird old traditions that we're about to talk about and scare the shit out of them <laughs> with like Bertha with the weird foot and shit. You better oh, be good. Or I, I knew crap is back then. Oh, I would have scared Logan to bejesus. You better oh. be good or there's going to be a witch that will literally eat you to death. Yeah. Y- yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for Bertha. She might cut your fucking guts open and stuff it full of straw and rocks. Exactly. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. You think you're worried about a lump of coal. Stand by. So anyway, we are, um, in case you guys didn't get the, the motif of this episode, that is kind of the motif. Are you going to spell it out for him? Not that word. I can't if you want me to. M O. Just kidding. No, continue. Do you know how to spell it? T I F. What is that? Sesame Street. E maybe? Yeah. Anyway, um, we are going, so this is our little Christmas gift to you guys, basically. Um, I will put out there that we also have on our website, mystrangejungles.com. Uh, we have a new uh, write-up uh, that is on the Explored Research that has all kinds of Christmassy good stuff, I guess. And it kind of goes into detail a lot of what we're going to talk about, amongst other things. But um, I don't know. Yeah, if you guys are ready to jump in the middle of it, you, know, you want to get into the dark side of Christmas? This pot ain't going to cast itself. I'm sure. 
All right. Well, here we go. Open the gates. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. Gather round. He's making a list. Checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is Something about piano. You love it, John. I know I love, I love it. it. It's funny. Um, well, I think if you guys don't mind, I'll start. And I think we can probably start with a little bit of the Santa history. Sure. Just to kind of explain it from there. And then we can. Santa's coming! We can kind of go forth. That's disgusting. I just watched Elf last night for like the hundredth time. Oh my God. Elf is You know the what? Best. I like that show. Elf is the best. Ever. It actually is a good show. I guess. So funny. I like the new Grinch with uh, Cumberbatch. Oh, I haven't seen. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, the animated thing. It's not too bad. So, buddy, the elf. What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked through the gumdrop forest. So fucking stupid. All right, take us away, Shane. All right, so here we go. So um, again, this is a write up on uh, mystrangeholes.com, A little bit more in detail, but we're gonna regale you guys with some of this, and uh, we're gonna start, I guess, with uh, with Santa, and we'll go from there. The main so, man. The main man, at least for us, anyway. Um, history. So one thing I will add, which I, I find funny, is the the amount of times where Santa is mistaken for Satan. No, oh, that's classic. <laughs> but I find it hilarious. And there's a letter written from a 10-year-old, you know, stamped to it's Satan. Like, oh, Hail Fucking Satan! funny. Yeah, exactly. Innocent little, dear Satan, I want. <laughs> um, we are, so this originally started with Santa Claus as a.k.a. St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Chris Kringle. Um, this actually was based off a third century patron saint called, can anybody uh, guess? St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. Yeah, so I'm actually, good. yeah, dude. ding, ding, ding. You get a Snickers. Fuck. Factor bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, St. Nicholas actually was a real person, which was kind of cool. He was a person in the Catholic faith. Um, and he was known to be the patron saint for children. Um, he is suspected to be born. Nobody's sure for sure about it, but he was born around 280 AD, uh, in a place called Patera, which is near modern-day Turkey. Uh, it's said that he gave away all of his belongings and would travel the countryside helping the poor and the sick, as well as helping children. Um, his feast day is celebrated on the day of his death, which was December 6th. There was European history for something that is very, very similar to Santa. And actually, I think a lot of time, a lot, what we're going to talk about and find out, there's a lot of similarities between different regions of Europe that really kind of mirror Santa. I feel. Um, there was one in Russia called Dead Moros. Uh, he was known in, in Russian fairy tales as, as Grandfather Frost. Uh, Dead Moros' uh, roots was based in Slavic paganism mythology. He would bring presents to good children on New Year's Eve and dress very similar to how we have painted Santa exactly today. In fact, he looked exactly the same in most of the Moros you see, but instead of red and white, he's in like a blue and white. I, w- I would assume for just winter blue, maybe. Do you think there's know. any significance to why he's red and white or blue and white? Or do you think that's just I think somebody painted yeah. him like that one day and they're like, well, like I guess we got to keep going with it. 
I don't know what this specific iteration, but uh, from like the more Western Europe, uh, like proto Santas, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. Um, he originally was in uh, green because he was kind oh, that's of right. more of a effigy for the green man. Oh, okay. I think we took the red thing, honestly. Maybe my assumption is red means kind of power and thing, you know, so hey, it stands out. Yeah, yeah maybe that's why we did Coca Cola. I was about that to say too. this reminds he me of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I like it, those guys. Do you want to say who the green was. man was real quick? Oh, I mean, because it's not really on topic. but um, He was not the god of the harvest. Fuck. And which part of Europe was that? Was that? Uh, that's more like Britain. Like Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of goes along with like the f- fairies and the fairy. Yeah, yeah. And well, where you looked that up. Um, we realized that, you know, again, Santa was based off a lot of what we know Santa as was based off a lot of European pagan traditions, honestly, along with some of these other characters that we're dealing with. There's always a good and a bad, you know, I mean, just like mankind and, you know, we got to kind of keep in check. We did the same thing to our kids, you know, Hey, if you're not going to be good, then this is what's going to happen. Although we'll get into a little bit later, but I will say that with Santa where there's a lump of coal in the stocking. Yeah, there's some characters that did a lot more than a lump of coal. They get a lot more brutal. A little bit more brutal, but any hook. Yeah, so uh, the Green Man was uh, basically a nature spirit that kind of represented growth and rebirth. Oh, yeah. Um, And also, I hope I'm not jumping ahead into stuff you're going to talk about, Shane, but uh, pre-Christmas Christmas was... more a celebration of the birth of the sun god because it was around the winter solstice when the days and it, became the shortest and then started getting long again. Yeah, it's where they're starting to... Right. Which is why... The they're green, over the, like the death of the earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why the green man would be part of that celebration even though it's more of a springtime thing. Gotcha. Well, and a lot of this thing too, a lot of what we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, winter was fucking tough. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of different regions and a lot of different countries back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so they had to have something that kind of brought some, and some of these are joy. There's one that I covered that actually, she's kind of a good thing. Um, they brought these in because of that, because it was just so grueling to try to get through a fucking wintertime without death in the family or starving or whatever you had to go through to do it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of places in the world were like that. Yeah. So, you know. Um, a lot of the roots for traditions that we have today like grow out of things that have all these weird rules back in the day of like if you don't do it just exactly this way you'll ex- you'll experience a death this year like yeah just because it was so commonplace and also you got to remember like we didn't have refrigerators and stuff back then so uh keeping food in winter was a little more challenging than it is today yeah wintertime kind of rock for everybody a little bit just yeah. to kind of keep alive but also there was like nothing to do besides maybe go out and hunt every so often. Right. Well, and the thing is, like paganism in general, a lot of paganism, that's what it's based off of. It's based off either new birth or making sure that your harvests are growing, or it was the same thing with, you know, people dance around corn stalks at night. They were doing a fertility practice and trying to make sure that whatever was out there was going to grow. Yeah. I mean, so, you know. Because there ain't nothing growing in December. Right. And nobody believed at that time, or maybe some did, but there was a big magic man in the sky that's going to make your corn come up. That wasn't necessarily the case. It was on you. You had to figure it out one way or another. And whatever you could give to the gods to make that work better, by all means, that's what you did. So... Anyway, um, do you guys want to roll into something bad, or do you want me to start it off? You go. 
Okay. I'm, I'm taking your lead. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Okay. Yeah. So let's start with one of the worst. Well, actually, not one of the worst. My last one is one of the worst, but this one, this one's kind of not great. Uh, Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As of late, Krampus actually has became pretty popular, which was kind of weird. Yeah, like I'd never heard of him before like five years ago. Yeah. And now it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it is everywhere. I don't know if I've even heard of it before like Jason Bateman's Krampus movie. Oh, that was a good show. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's I how that I show. heard you Krampus. I'm like, what the hell's this? I love that show. I thought it was great. Michael Doherty, same guy as Trick or Treat. I think he really oh, yeah. directed that. Yeah, it was good. So, um, I know that uh, you can order Krampus on the shelf now this year for the first time instead of Elf on a shelf. I would. Oh God, if anybody, please, listeners, if you want to give us a gift, even though I don't own a chimney with a mantle. I will do something with it. <laughs> I would love Krampus on the shelf. I think that's fantastic. Shane likes being watched. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. I have a I have a fireplace with a mantle. Oh, there you go. Just hint, hint. Just, I'll come <laughs> over and brag. look at it. No, yeah. it's fine. Shit. <laughs> anyway, um, Krampus. So let's start with this guy. So uh, Krampus was born of northern European folklore, often depicted as a half-man, half-beast type creature uh, that would come out during the winter solstice. While Dead Morose, who we talked earlier, or Santa, would give presents to the good little boys and girls, Krampus would beat the little boys and girls with a birch switch. And worse, in some uh, traditions, depending on what you're talking about. Uh, Krampus more than likely was born out of the pre-Christian beliefs, uh, but now during present times, Krampus, which translates from German uh, called Krampen, which means claw, is having a resurgence in not only the United States, but Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Hungary, and the Czech Republic. Uh, Krampus in some countries just don't beat the kids with a wooden switch, but he eats them. So there's that. Wow. Yeah, I thought I heard traditions too where you like snatch him and put him in his sack and take him to the underworld or some shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, there's some yeah, there's some spinoffs on that as well. Um, he is also known to be the son of Norse god Hel, uh, 1L, by the way, who resides in the underworld. So that's probably where that stems from right there. Um, traditionally, Krampus will come out at night on December 5th, so children are put to bed early and parents cross their fingers that when everyone awakes the next day, they don't have little Timmy's toes found and nothing else. Oh no, Nazi Krampus. Well, we didn't like Timmy anyway. So, you know, there was that. But yeah, that's Krampus. Um, Onwards and upwards. Another one. uh, We're going to jump to Italy. So there is a folklore known as La Bafana. I hope I said that right. Um, She is an old woman who lives secluded in the forest. She flies around on a broomstick and delivers gifts to the children on January 5th, if you're good. She is also known to be covered in soot from entering the houses via the chimney uh, which, you know, Santa, there you go, and sweeps the floor when she leaves, which is said to represent sweeping away the problems of the previous year. She puts candy and presents in the socks of good kids and a lump of coal or dark candy in the socks of the bad. Obviously, the actions and traditions of Santa more than likely stem from La Bafana, which is uh, sounds very, very similar, honestly. Um, it's believed that she is descended from Strenia, which is a Roman goddess from way back in the day. So that's the Italian folklore on that one. I was just reading. I was just looking at this uh, Black Peter guy. Ooh, mm. controversial. Yeah, very much so. I don't yeah. know. You might want to edit that out, but I was just like, no. I mean, that's what he's called. No, that's yeah, what he's called. The whole thing is controversial. It, it's, it's I know blackface. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I was looking at the images, yeah. and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I should even. Well, yeah, yeah, it's tradition. I mean, no, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah, I mean it. 
us so, talking about it isn't controversial. Just no. the actual thing is controversial. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of blackface on the images. Yeah, it's like uh, right. in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you going to go to um, that? Or are you, should I? Should I go? <laughs> yeah, into why that? not? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Amy's going to okay. sue us over racism at least yet. Yeah. Well, so. all right. Um, bloop. There's the story of Black Peter, which before elves and eight tiny reindeer, St. Nicholas had a much more menacing assistant named Black Peter. That is his name. Don't judge us. Yeah. This companion was the physical opposite of St. Nicholas. He was tall and gaunt with a dark beard and hair. Uh, Black Peter Black Peter was associated with the punitive side of Christmas. Traditionally, St. Nicholas would hand out presents to good children while it fell to Black Peter to dole out coal and sometimes knocks on the head to children who misbehaved. Oh, nobody wants a knock on the head. Black Peter, or Zwarte Piet in Dutch, began in Holland in the 15th century. His dark appearance is supposed to suggest a Spaniard, a reflection of Spain's occupation of the Netherlands at the time. And I think the Dutch um, kind of go overboard, and they they do like blackface and stuff during this time. I don't know if they still do that, but yeah. it's kind of... Do they still do that? I think so. If, Maybe that's not a yeah, thing it's, for it's them. Kinda, it's kind of like a Dutch thing. They stopped it was very, very recently. recently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, at the time, he was a euphemism for the devil, and it was thought that St. Nicholas, being a representative of God, had beaten the devil and made him his servant. Um, oh, thus, Black Peter would hand out the punishments while St. Nicholas dealt with the more pleasant sides of Christmas. Well, there's that. Yeah, so that's the... Mm. that's, And I think, I think he's pretty much like a Dutch kind of... Um, I think I remember stumbling character. on him. I just... Wasn't yeah, I wasn't too sure. And some of that it's interesting, huh? Yeah, I'll be damned. Just another one. I, apparently, it started from the 15th century ish. A lot of these are well. A lot of these go back a long time, like 1500 years plus. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's crazy. But we had to have belief system somewhere, I suppose. But anyway, and it all roots from somewhere. I feel yeah, like one every, way or another. I feel like everything just always comes from paganism somehow. At least, yeah. in, at least in our culture. Well, yeah. no, it's it's the oldest known. I mean, really, other than Sumeria. I mean, that's yeah. that's it. So um, for Christmas specifically, too, like uh, a lot of that was from the leaders in the early church knowing that they couldn't stop people from celebrating these ancient like traditions. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, well, let's make it about us and then that'll be OK, I guess, if they keep. Yeah, we'll make it more about the church and less about yeah. like Which the is, re the rebirth of the earth or something like but that. But it was right. but it was also not just the church; it was also like the Roman emperors at the time uh -huh. were telling the church and the early Christians that they had to participate in these celebrations, like Saturnalia and Bacchanalia, mm. and like they were basically like these are public festivals; you participate. Yeah. And well, so. wasn't it? Who was the ones that made actually Christianity legal first? Was it the Romans or was it the... Um, which well, I find funny because they have all the gods. It was really. never illegal. But they officially um, said, hey, they guess what? So they, they were heavily persecuted in the beginning. Mm. Um, like Nero used to like to feed them to lions and set them on fire and stuff. Oh, that's right. He's a um, fun guy. Fun guy. But uh, the Romans had a, a pretty good reputation for uh, like assimilating the the religious beliefs and gods of the countries that they mm -hmm. invaded and took over and making everything Roman. And in so doing, they also adopted gotcha. a lot of that stuff. That's why 
a lot of your Roman gods and their stories are basically just for their time, modern adaptations of the right. Greek. Right. And they would do that everywhere they went. Well, and, and we, so yeah. when yeah. the, when the Christians stuck around for a while and it started becoming a very popular religion, uh, it was Constantine that did that. Oh, okay. The, gotcha. He basically said that. Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Exactly, oh, yeah, John yeah, Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he basically said that he saw a cross in the sky before a big, important battle that they won, and said, "That's it. We're all converting to Christianity." There you go. Well, and we've said this before, and again, we're not bashing Christianity whatsoever. Just saying, um, but a lot of Christianity really stems off pagan beliefs. I mean, there's a lot of religions, whether it's Easter, Christmas, Halloween, even. You know, it all yep. stems off paganism one way or another. So, you know, they just kind of adopted it because other people adopted it and they accepted it and it was easier to make that conversion, I guess, is a word. Uh, yeah, know? I mean, it's so. it, there's that, but then there's also just, like, they wanted to keep those traditions because they were important for the community. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> there's also, Iceland has... Um, why did why did what Iceland? Iceland's crazy. Why dude. do they just have the best? They, they're awesome and just like they are awesome, crazy, like fun, weird stories. What do you got at Iceland? What's next? Well, the because I got one, but yeah, it's it's the, gorilla. Yeah. Are yeah, you going to yeah. talk about yeah, gorilla? Yeah. Here, you can talk about gorilla, and then I'll talk about her um, her boys. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, we can kind of let's do that then. That's amazing. All right, again, Iceland just. Rock and roll, kick ass, that place. Ugh. Uh, Grilla. So, leave it to Iceland to have the craziest type of Christmas monster, which I think she beats Krampus, to be honest with you, if I have to, if I was Batman. Um, oral accounts of Grilla date as far back as the 13th century. Uh, she originally was known through poems or songs such as this one, and this actually is a song. Here comes Grilla, down in the field, with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword and a knife in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children. That's so gnarly. It's really got, it's got a jingle <laughs> to it, doesn't it? Uh, known to live deep in the cave in Iceland's hinterlands, uh, in charge of a group of horrible, strange creatures, which I think you're going to cover. Yeah. Um, she strolls into towns to snatch children and boil them in her stew. Different versions of Grilla exist. Uh, one has her eating her own husband because she was just bored and he watched football all day. I don't know what the reason there is. Uh, another is that she takes a bad children to her giant husband who is a cannibal and he does a slicing and dicing. Uh, she also has helpers of sorts that run in her gang, some being a giant yuletide cat, ogres and her sons, uh, which they are known as the 13 lads of Grilla. Yes, the 13 lads. There's... 13 of them, as you can guess. <laughs> uh, Thank so, you for clarifying that, John. Yeah, and these these are just, I get a kick out of them because they're, it's just like, what? That's your that's your only job? That's what you do? So I'm going to try and get through them pretty quick, but I feel like they're all pretty interesting. Oh, and going back on to Gorilla's husband, uh, he, his name is, and I'm going to butcher this, La Paludi, and he is not that evil, but Apparently, he's really lazy. Oh, okay. So that's so, true. So, yeah. He, maybe so that's he, why she ate him. Got maybe, it. Yeah, that's why she got rid of him. Lazy I better bastard. watch my eye with Josefina. Jesus. Okay. So we have, and they all have Icelandic names. I'm not going to even remotely try and pronounce them, 
but they all kind of have like their uh, their meaning behind the name. So the first one is Sheep Coat Claude. He harasses sheep impaired by his stiff peg legs. There's Gully Gawk. Hides and gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. He loves his milk. They're stubby. Abnormally short steals pans to eat the crust left on them. Spoon liquor. Um, I think that one's obvious. <laughs> he, uh, he, he licks spoons. No, get out of here. He's extremely yeah. thin due to malnutrition. I guess there's not a lot of nutrition on spoons. On a, on a spoon. There's pot liquor. Um, I'm, I feel like... You don't need too much of an imagination. If you say dick liquor, to... I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I, there is the sausage swiper, and <laughs> he would hike in the rafters and snatch sausages that were being smoked. There's also the uh, creepy window peeper. He's a voyeur who would look through windows in search of things to seal. So he's a thief and a voyeur. Got to love that well, guy. If you're going to have a hobby. The skier gobbler, a yule lad with an affinity for skier. Um Obviously, that's an Icelandic dish of some sort. I don't know. Did you have that when you were over there? Uh, I don't think so. No? Okay. I have. How's it spelled? S-K-Y-R. S-K-Y-R, mm. yeah. And then there's this real dickhead called the Door Slammer. He likes to slam doors, especially during the night. That would be my luck. That's the guy I would get. Yeah, that guy would piss me off. The Bowl Licker, uh, again, you know, no stretch of the imagination <laughs> of what he does. The Doorway Sniffer. Has an abna- abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate lava broad, which is another, I'm assuming it's some type of bread or something. I call Ellie that. She does that really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can sniff it out. Yeah. She's a doorway sniffer. Completely. He's also a panty sniffer. So <laughs> there's that. There's, Got arrested uh, once. There's the meat hook. He uses his hook to steal meat. The candle stealer. He follows children in order to steal their candles, which in those days was made of tallow and thus edible. So you can eat the candles. And those are her 13 Yule lads. Wow. Yeah. I got to say, she's better than Optimom. That's 13 of them. That's that's a lot. I feel like I'd take these people over Krampus. Uh, I think I would too, at least the lads. Maybe not her. Maybe not her, but the lads seem like they're all right. They also have a pet. The Christmas cat? Yeah. Oh, that thing scares the shit out of me when I stumble on that. Its job is to eat all the children that don't receive new clothes in time for Christmas. Good thing no one really lives in poverty in Iceland. (laughs) I know, right? So I'm pretty sure they How many pair of pants do you own? One. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get a new pair this year? No. (laughs) Why, yes, I did. Funny you should ask. Oh, shit, that's funny. You're an Icelandic child. I'll just always lie and say you got at least one new pair of clothes. Right. God, that's funny. Christmas cat. He's a real... Well, and something else I stumbled on too was, uh, and it was more of carrying logs for the fire, but it was called the Yule Goat. The Yule Goat. Did anybody know the Yule Goat exists? I'm unfamiliar with the Yule Goat. Well, he was in the tradition too. So he actually would walk around with uh, Desmoros, who was the Russian uh, folklore Mm. that we talked about earlier. So I don't know what color he was, but you know, goats are goats. What did what did he do? Just eat a bunch of garbage? He just carried the wood, evidently. Just carried the wood. Yeah, the Yule, what they call the Yule log. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. They would, you know, animal abuse, whatever that looks like. And then they get to the fire and burn it up. So there you go. Nice. God bless yeah. the Yule goat. Yeah, at least once. Do you got anything on your side? Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of Santa-like 
people and their nefarious fucking assistants. <laughs> nefarious. Uh, we have the Belschnickel, uh, which is German, and he also has a buddy called the Pelschnickel. Um, this is where you got the Belschnickel. Yeah, they sound they sound super fucking scary because they have like weird ass German names, but like. Basically, the Belschnickel is a man wearing furs and sometimes a mask with a long tongue. So, all right, creeped out a little bit. Uh, he is typically goes back to the door sniffer. Very ragged and disheveled. Uh, he wears torn, tattered, and dirty clothes, and he carries a switch in his hand with which to beat naughty children. Sounds like a couple people I know. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> closely, also, or but also pockets full of my cakes, best candies, nuts, and and nuts for good children. Ah. Huh. Well, at least he's, you know, he can recognize. Yeah, he's half and half. Sure. Are we all? Have <laughs> we talked about Peck per- Perchta? Uh, the Perchten. No, we have not, actually. Uh, or Bertha Let's... with the weird foot, as I like to call her. Well, I'll tell you what. I got Perchten. You want to talk about the other one? The weird foot one? Which one is that? That they're the same person. Oh, they're the same. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That must yeah. have been another do spinoff. Different, do different cultures just call them different names? Or... Yeah. Do they just uh, have it, two different names? It's just translational, oh, okay, stu- or translational stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, regale me. She had a someone. She had like a weird, um, like a weird foot that was like like a duck foot or something like that. That <laughs> indicated that she that could like it was webbed shapeshift because oh. she could shapeshift into like a swan or something like that. Oh, sweet. and one of her German names literally translates to Bertha with the weird foot. Well, what else? She's just a shapeshifter. I guess no. I should be impressed with just that. But <laughs> she, <laughs> you can't leave it alone. <laughs> she has two forms. Uh, she may appear either as beautiful and white as snow, like her name, or as elderly and haggard. Uh, she was the upholder of cultural taboos, such as the prohibition against spinning on holidays. In folklore of Bavaria and Austria, Perchta was said to roam the countryside at midwinter and to enter homes during the 12 days between Christmas and Epiphany, especially on the 12th night, which is January 6th. I wonder if uh, she's the same lady in The Shining. Uh, she very well might be. You know, the hot lady, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden he's making out with her, and he's oh, like, she's like... Oh, you're talking about the one in the... Yeah. Turns into in the like bathroom. a yeah, corpse, basically. I, I yeah, maybe that that's scene. her. I hated it. Oh, by the way, Doctor Sleep, if- good show. Oh, the same. I need to see that. Um, yeah. So she would know whether the children and young servants in the household had behaved well and worked hard all year. If they had, they might find a small silver coin the next day in a shoe or pail. If they had not, here we go. She would slit their bellies open, remove their stomach and guts, and stuff the hole with straw and pebbles. She was particularly concerned As one does. to see that girls had spun the whole of their allotted portion of flax or wool during the year. And uh, she would also slit people's bellies open and stuff them with straw if they ate something on the night of her feast day other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel. Oh, I had that last night. It's like, damn it, I don't want to eat gruel tonight. Just no, give I, me a break. I, Four I, nights in a row? I feel like that might Mom. be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than getting your gut slit out? Man, yeah. I wonder if it's, uh, this is like uh, some form of child abuse if you told your children, like... Uh, well, you better watch out, or I'm going to spin send pecked on you. She's going to slit your stomach <laughs> open and pull out your intestines and fill it with straw. I'm calling CPS. You yeah. can't say that to me. I, I feel like that's more than likely what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, there's Perfect more to it actually, which is kind of cool. So, there's a village, uh, and this is just an example of modern day of the same uh, the same belief and the same person. Um, village of Cuphole 
In the Western Australia, uh, Austria, sorry, a festival known as Pershtin is performed every November 13th. Villagers will dress up as her, which is similar to Krampus, which we kind of talked about. Uh, they then parade and dance through the town. This is known to try to disperse the ghosts of winter. And this tradition has continued for 1,500 years. So she was, and I, Josh, I don't, I don't think you covered it. Um, she is known, she was a leader of the Wild Hunt. Um, she was actually the female counterpart to the leader of the Wild Hunt. Wild Hunt was made up of elves, fairies, and demons who run around and cause mischief. And actually witnessing the Wild Hunt, if one does, was thought to be an omen of huge misfortune. Hmm. So you see that, you better go home and, you know, get your affairs in order. Or cancel that insurance or whatever you want to do. Just saying. Yeah, like a lot of the old old traditions like decking the halls with boughs of holly and stuff like that. Like if if you hung it up before Christmas Eve, then you would experience a death in the family, basically. Really? Yeah. Um, if you didn't take your decorations down the day after Christmas, you would experience a death in the family. Let's keep that one going. Because <laughs> um, my mom firmly like believed people, in that. There's people in like... April, it's right. still got their Christmas lights yeah, There was one. You white trash assholes. <laughs> there was one God. with like mistletoe that was basically the same. Like it was, everything was like, if you don't do these very specific Christmas decorations and traditions, like you'll, someone will die. Yeah. Basically, which. Uh, take these traditions very seriously. Yeah. Well, That's one does. Uh, there's one that uh, I'm going to pull from my country. Not my country. I'm, I say I'm Polish, but I've never been there. Um, this is known as a Tehran. Uh, picture a 10-foot-tall black-furred monster with giant horns and a flopping jaw. He follows carolos along while they sing their Christmas songs. This is a creature that drives from Poland. Different parts of Poland will have varying degrees of how the Tehran acts. Uh, but in a nutshell, he is actually around on Christmas time to spread fertility, even though he's kind of an ass. It'd be just annoying for the most part. Um, where So he actually, this is how he spreads his fertility. He's known to poke women with his horn. hey mm-hmm. It tries to sing along with the Christmas being sung either in a group or at home. And when Toron annoys the singers enough, they will sing a song to banish him. Uh, Toron actually uh, has others that follow him as well. And he comes from a pagan Slavic belief also. So that's a Polish tradition. So, yeah. He's just the annoying caroler. Yeah, he really doesn't do much other than just kind of, well, like most Polish people, just annoy you. Uh, Speaking of caroling, um, it used to be like a super fucking rowdy like thing. Yeah, like they used to to, like go to your house and like beat you up and make Make yeah. you go with them, or and they would. That's like, why it's that's why it's Silent Night, like Silent Night, like so you so were, you don't get found. Is that so they don't come into your house? Because what is that? Well, like go go ahead. They would they would come up and sing things like, uh, if, if you don't open the door, we'll lay it on the floor, and they would like kick your fucking door in, and demand that you give them your best food and drink, mm-hmm. and like sometimes got a little rapey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just a and little. then sometimes they would make you go with them, and they would just like beat your ass, and then like they'd be getting drunk, and finally people had had enough. And somebody was telling me that that's where Silent Night came from. Oh, apparently. gotcha! It's, it sounds like keep... the mafia. Jesus. Yeah, um, they would like uh, caroling was actually banned for a really long time because of that shit. That's funny. I actually did not know that. That's hilarious. 
And honestly, there was a family that lived in the, in the neighborhood I grew up in that would go caroling all the time. And, and they were... I know, it drives me crazy. Not like stomping in the door, rape and pillage car- caroling, but it was still so fucking annoying. <laughs> you just might as well rape yeah, me. Who if does I that? I, you know, I don't get the whole caroling if thing. If I was sitting I, on my I, couch... And all of a sudden, I hear a bunch of people in my front door like, singing. I'd be like, holy night. Okay, kiss my ass. Yeah, you stand Go somewhere there else. with the fucking door open, freezing. Like, And my dad's you don't want to be favorite rude. phrase was like, are we trying to heat the whole neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's every dad's favorite phrase. Well, that's Jehovah's Witnesses were similar, I think, when they showed up. So. I they don't that's interesting. They don't, Christmas. they don't sing either. No, but they stand on your porch for an elongated amount of time. Until you tell him to leave. Well, my granddad tried in his underwear. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Eh, depending on what day it was. That worked for me. Yeah, right. What do you say about my granddad? I just don't want to see him in his underwear, I don't think. I don't blame you. I didn't want to either. It scarred me for life. <laughs> anyway, um, though, so that's kind of all I got on my side as far as weird stuff. I, I think... I, I mean, honestly, our Santa is our Santa, and that's cool. You know, we can't, but we've kind of went through this and realized that a lot of what he is has been taken from old tradition, whether it be pagan or European or whatever you want to call it. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, there's, um, there's almost really, everything from the coal to the chimney to the, you know. There's really no new ideas no, of anything. Really. It's all no. just. But I think the one thing that dis, and this is one, and just go down this road a little bit. I mean, I don't like Christmas just because I don't like the materialism of it. Yeah, me too. That's what it just turned into. Once Halloween's over, as far as I'm concerned, holidays are done. You know, I raised my kid on my own one year, and I I know we talked about this on the podcast. I try to do, hey, we're going to make our own gifts. That did not go well, obviously. But, you know, you shouldn't have to go bankrupt in order to have a good Christmas for your family or for you or your spouse. You just shouldn't do it. And when in the early 1900s, when we had the department stores and everything else pop up, it turned into that. I mean, it was just nothing but commercialism. Mm-hmm. And they used Santa as the poster boy for yeah. that whole thing. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it that was the way that that was the way they sold everything. Um, same thing, Coca Cola and everything. I just I don't know. I think that's kind of what it it kind of left for me after that's, that. That's why I stopped celebrating it. Was because when. <laughs> I didn't have the greatest Christmases when I was a kid, mm. like, uh, which is whatever. It's not a big deal. I just remember being like jealous of my friends that would get the new Sega Genesis or right. the new cool thing, and I got a bunch of ties and like you got one sock. I got like the Book of Mormon with my name on it or something, <laughs> and so like it just made me really <clears throat> like resent that. And then all of a sudden I realized I'm like, I'm just caring about not getting things. And it's right. like my mom's struggling right. to get get enough you know try and get something together and yeah i just kind of realized like this holiday's bullshit like you really it really should be more about family and spending time with each other and oh absolutely loved ones and not worrying about like you're stressing out because you got to pay bills in december but also you got to buy a gift for fucking 25 people yeah so that's why that's why i stopped celebrating is because i'm like we can me and my girlfriend we can buy each other gifts all year long I'm just not going to do it on Christmas. A, because I don't like people telling me that I have to do things. <laughs> Touche. You know, like, I'm, I'm just yeah. like, nah, all you idiots can go do that. I'm just going to not participate in that. And plus, it just made me feel shitty as a kid. Like, and I don't like that materialistic feeling. Well, in the capitalism and materialism of 
the holiday is a real fucking recent thing too. Like, mm. uh, even when you look back at the ancient traditions, like Saturnalia, like the whole point was to not make it like everybody was equal that day. Like, right. Slave, right. Ser- slaves were served by their masters. Like everyone got to wear the freedman's hat. Like everyone got to basically be equal. And the gift that they gave that inspired kind of that part of the tradition was a called a sig sigillari that was just basically like a little cheap carving or totem that was basically supposed to represent you for good fortune. Mm. Like, so you gave oh, someone cool. like a little tiny effigy of themselves right. that was like, Hey, I hope that you have a good year because mm-hmm. they were yeah. also celebrating the rebirth of the sun God. And you know, like everyone's like, fuck yeah, let's have a good year guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's go invade some places. Yeah. I don't but, know how we lost that. Ah, just uh, uh, real, real recently with the advent of the, what, the last of 80 years and you know? reg- regulated free markets, bro. Right. <laughs> um, well, but, and even, even when I was a kid, you know, I used to, so, and I, I did a little quick blur. I don't know if you guys listened to it. I sent it to you, but, um, there's another podcast, by the way, uh, Gareth and Bex off, uh, Gareth's Random Ramblings, um, out of Australia. It's a podcast that, and they're friends of us and friends of mine, you know, I've met them kind of through this journey and, and they do a Christmas show every year and they ask us to record a quick little three minute thing. And, and so I did one, but you know, it reminded me of just like my childhood and it's the same thing what John was saying, you know, there was a time when I had it, there was a time when I had the Christmas spirit and it was you know, my mom, my, my grandma and my grandpa, my mom and dad tried so hard, you know, with the, you know, they lock us in a room and the bells and the wood stove would open and close and stomping around and, you know, five minutes here, you come out and there'd be presents. They tried, they didn't have to, but yeah. they did. Um, that went away. I mean that, you know, it, it doesn't take long for that to go away. And again, I tried to do the best for my kid too, but it's just, you know, you look at the first thing the day after Christmas you see on the news is what? Oh, department stores made 1.3. Like, there's always a That's price, not even the day after Christmas. You know? That's the fucking day after Thanksgiving. Oh, Jesus. It just, And, you know, you know like, me. now Black Friday sales start, like, the week of Thanksgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just... So, no, now you just cut into another family tradition that really should be, even though it really isn't tradition um, <laughs> for another reason. Yeah, I, but, could, you know. I could do without Thanksgiving. I uh, could totally um, do without Thanksgiving. But anyway, I don't know. Not to be, we're not trying to be downers, but the reality is, it's a reality. I mean, it's just, you know. I think. And there's nothing wrong with buying things. I mean, no. We all buy things. We have all. Yeah. But it's just this one specific thing that made me feel like, wow, I'm just being this like little ingrateful kid because I'm not getting like the Sega or the PlayStation. Yeah. That's a shitty, that's a shitty way to be. And I didn't. Yeah, the socks went right over your shoulder when you opened that up because yeah. you didn't give a shit. We're like yeah. throwing throwing a fit because you didn't get the one thing you asked for, not realizing that the one thing you asked for was like $5,000 yeah. that your parents yeah. didn't fucking have. Or, you know, I got the Dead Kennedy CD that I had already had. Yeah, and then, then like, there's Mom, that. Mom, I gave you the list of Dead <laughs> Kennedy CDs that I don't have. You got me the one that I do have. That's so funny. What the hell? It's like when my just cousin kidding. actually sent me the the wrong Iron I, Maiden album. She, it's just like, I already have No Prayer for the Dying. I don't want this again. It's the same thing. Mom, I already have Bedtime for Democracy. I do not need <laughs> that one again. Oh, man. One time I got in trouble for some shit I had nothing to do with, um, but it involved the cops. And so my parents got all like 
blamed it on the punk rock and took all my fucking CDs away. That shit's funny. <laughs> it's an easy scapegoat. <laughs> Until I, they, they made me, in order to get my CDs back, they made me uh, read a book that was written by some Mormon dude that talked about how bad punk rock was, like how evil <laughs> it was. And like he's quoting Dead Kennedy's lyrics and like the like that Halloween song and like, I kill children. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like totally missing the satire in yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like, they're out here killing <laughs> kids. They kill children. They say it right there. <laughs> and, oh, uh, man, Jesus like Christ. I just was laughing so hard. And then my parents wanted to talk to me about it afterwards. And I was like, you understand that that has nothing to do with what any of this is about, yeah, right? This is clearly flying way over your head. Can I have my fucking records back now? <laughs> oh, you should have been. My mom threw half my records in the stove and melted them because of the whole satanic panic. So when you have an album like Grim Reaper, Rock You to Hell, mm-hmm. she didn't think that was good Christian rock. Go figure. But so. mom, it's badass. Come well, on, you don't understand Kennedy's, Metallica. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't understand what they're saying. Well, I mean, at least my mom bought me the record, so I guess there's that. Uh, that's yeah. a plus. Suicide Solution? What is this Aussie fellow talking about? Just, you won't understand. I do kind of like looking into all this stuff, though. I do kind of want to like kind of get back to the old traditions and the old ways because a lot of them were really cool. Like mm-hmm. They really were. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I kind of yeah. want to get back into the Christmas spirit next year, but do Krampus style. Yeah. Oh, or, dude, that would totally make me happy. Decorate or, my house with a bunch of creepy ass masks. That's right. Just like get all into that. Or yeah. like the guy that some Norse god drove mad because he wanted to marry a king's daughter and she, and not fuck her, so she got all pissed and made him insane. Oh, I say and we start a new tradition. Ran around the countryside until he chopped his dick off in front of a fur and that's where Christmas trees come from apparently. Wow. Well I don't want to continue that tradition. <laughs> you don't want to chop your dick off every year. You don't want any phallic Christmas. symbolism there? Yeah. I'm quite fond of my penis. <laughs> Are you really? I mean it's the only one I got so. Yeah, I know somebody else that says that. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that being said if you like Christmas that's 100% fine. There's, yeah. Like it. Like whatever you want. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people that still love the materialism to it, and that's their thing. Like, that's their tradition. They mm. love going out and buying everything for their kids or their family or their spouse. Yeah. And, like, that's their, and they're cool. And cool. that's, that's and a that's, little bit different because that's more along the like giving is just as good as getting side right, of things. Exactly. You know? sure. Well, that's why I gave you two ugly bastards Christmas gifts because yeah, put us on it the spot. makes me fucking, it just, it makes me feel good because this, I do the same thing to my fucking wife. It, it's just, it's, it's cool. Yeah. There was a time in my life when I couldn't do that. And it was very you know? appreciated. And, so, it made, no, it, I, and it made me feel really so, good, too. I was like, oh, thank you. It's just, you know, it, it should be more of the giving than the getting. I think the getting yeah. got convoluted over the years yeah. and over the centuries. Yeah. And, and, you know. And exploited so. by companies trying to make money from you buying the things to give. Because, like, it wasn't that long ago that you made the stuff to give because nobody had any fucking money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's a lot to it. So I don't know, guys. You know what? I will keep my I will keep my Christmas memories um tucked away because I do have a few and I have a few good ones. I remember sure. uh when my granddad and he actually landed he well, I'm not even gonna should I say this? <laughs> he actually made some pretty good money being a scrap collector, as dumb as that sounds. He no. collected all the metal for the valley, went to all the bars, everything. He sold brass copper. Anyway, he made a lot of money. Um, and mom had, evidently she had a conversation with him that she was trying to afford an Atari 2600 for me one year for Christmas. And he went out and he bought it because he had the money to buy it. And I will never forget my dad sitting there 
laughing about it when it got opened. And then fast forward three hours later, and he's playing Congo Bongo with me on the Atari. <laughs> to, just loving it. Like yeah. he sat there all <laughs> afternoon playing Atari 2600. Um, you know, so there are some really good memories that are there and, and I, and they're always going to be there. So something no, you said about that's, it. That's, that's awesome. Like my see. grandpa used to go to the dump up in fucking St. Anthony, Idaho and like, uh, just like pick, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's stuff that's like, how he made his living and he made yeah. a good, good, he made a good living with it. I think my dad, yeah. my grandpa just liked it. Like, cause he had a really good job working for the phone company. Like, oh, gotcha. Um, but he, uh, like my first BB gun was like an old Daisy, like lever action, like yeah, the yeah, Red yeah. Rider. Yeah. Uh, you shoot your eye out. He found it the fucking dump. <laughs> That's, you know what? Uh, I found a trumpet at the dump. I found a football helmet. I found some guy's purple hearts that he threw away, some old Vietnam vet. It just amazed me the things that people would throw away that, um, you know, because I worked for my granddad for a couple summers and my mom finally got tired. She goes, if you don't quit bringing shit home and putting it in our fucking shit. Anyway, yeah. So I had to quit working there. Still fun. Still good memories for the most part. And I think that's the most important thing with Christmas is just memories. Yep. Nothing else. You know. Memories, family, friends, giving, yeah. charity. Getting drunk as shit. Amen. Those are the things. Yeah. Keep those in check. I think everybody's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you guys got anything to add to this uh, this happy Festivus episode? Just, you know, Merry Christmas and happy yeah. holidays. I'm and, excited to celebrate the rebirth of the sun. Yeah. And everybody just, you do you. If you like you it, do you. if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool as yeah. well. Yeah, and you can pick and choose and take from this. Like, I mean, not to rail on capitalism again, but it it has kind of killed the spirit of the holiday, and I think it's fine to pick and choose what you like about it and celebrate that and have that be your thing. And, like, if you don't have a lot of money, don't worry about buying people shit. Yeah, you yeah know? don't go fucking bankrupt. Mm-hmm. trying to make somebody happy that's not the name yeah. of the game it, it's not fair to do that no, so don't like, do that don't don't do that but also like you know keep the people that matter to you close and in your heart give them a call if they're not close by and yeah i don't know i think that's an important thing and yeah. i think uh yeah. if nothing else the wife and i are going to go to las vegas for christmas eve and christmas day and we're going to celebrate the airing of our grievances we're going to make sure we do that nice oh if anybody cut that seinfeld reference <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um seinfeld. <laughs> old seinfeld so from all of us here strange uncles um myself john and josh you guys uh love you you know like love brothers and yeah. you know happy mm-hmm. festivus and um and i love all you strange uncle listeners out there watch the- out for the bell schnickel <laughs> the bell schnickel that's awesome All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you next week. And close the gates. Close the gates. We're going to sign it off with uh, some Christmas jingles. All righty. Close the gates, guys. If we must.